Hey, welcome to a, the second episode from Liberty's Lantern. Oh, camera's kind of going crazy there. There. Uh, like I said, my name's Eric. I am with Liberty's Lantern, and this is our second discussion. Uh, seeing that tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, day, we're going to talk about race. It's a hot-button issue. It's something that a lot of people feel very strongly about. Uh, but we're going to come right at it, and uh, we're going to have some maybe some different conversations about race um, in a lot of different directions than uh, we may have had that before. So first, <clears throat> before we get into it, I'd like to say that uh, these are my opinions. These are not the opinions of the Libertarian Party in any way, shape, or form. Nobody holds these issues other than me. If you agree, great. If you disagree, that's fine, too. Uh, I encourage that everyone make comments uh, on the video. Uh, I'd love to see them, both positive and negative. The only way that we make progress in our society is that we have open and free conversations. Uh, so if you think that I'm an idiot, please tell me so. Uh, and if you like what I'm saying, please tell me that too. That's the only way that we can uh, together make ourselves better and uh, become better people. So... I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, also, very important um, to kind of kick everything off, I'd like to get some definitions out here. Uh, and I looked online a lot, and I tried finding uh, a good definition of uh, racism or race. And uh, on racism.org, uh, I think they kind of put it into uh, the nutshell uh, the best. Uh, they, they have a, a writer on there, uh, his name's Ian F. Uh, Haney Lopez, and he starts talking about biological constructions and socio-constructions, and he goes through genetics and everything and dismisses the biological constructs, which I wholeheartedly agree, um, and then he goes into the social constructs, and I think he makes a uh, very good point and it's summed up in this sentence, uh, that race is neither an essence nor an illusion, but rather an ongoing, contradictory, self-reinforcing process subject to the macro forces of social and political structure and the macro effects of daily decisions. Let that sink in for just a second. That race is neither an essence or an illusion. Well, it isn't. And the reason it isn't is because we make it an issue. In essence, it is just a skin color. Yes, it is just facial features. That's all it is. There's no difference between someone of a darker complexion than I or a lighter complexion than I. We have all the same abilities. We have all the same opportunities in this country. The only thing that will determine it is your socioeconomic status. Now, <clears throat> there are certain individuals who have certain skin tones that are going to be more pigeonholed into certain socioeconomic statuses in our country. And that's something that we need to work on. And one of the reasons that this is a problem is because we make it a problem. We make race an issue 
Therefore, these people get pigeonholed. If you look in human history, there were people that were left-handed that were considered the devil's minstrel. Well, we grew past it. We stopped asking, are you right-handed or left-handed? We stopped caring. People thought that people with red hair had no soul. Over time, people realized that's just hair color. It makes no difference who you are. Well, we need to start applying the same thing to skin color or facial features. That's what we need to start doing. We need to completely discount the entire idea of race because it doesn't exist. It is, in essence, a social construct. But it is real because we make it real. And that's our problem. Why do we make it real? Because our government tells us to make it real. If you apply for a mortgage, Section 10 on most mortgage applications are going to ask you what your race is. It's a federally required aspect of every mortgage. If you apply for school, they're going to ask you what your race is. If you apply for health insurance, they ask you what your race is. If you, do, if you fill out a census form, they're going to ask you what your race is. And it goes on and on and on and on. And it, it is throughout our society in the United States that one of those things that the federal government wants to track and wants to keep tabs on is what do you identify as your race? Our government makes it a big deal. Well, why do they make it a big deal? Now, I don't know why. But my assumption is that this is one of those leftover, forgotten-about pieces of the Jim Crow laws. But because it wasn't overtly racist, such as making you ride on a certain part of the bus, or making you go through a separate door, or making drink from a separate water fountain, because they were just tracking it, no one thought that it was all that bad. Well, it is. Because if we keep talking about it, and we keep making it a big deal, it becomes a big deal. People will figure out why. Why do you want to know my race? Well, they're going to make these fallacies on differences. <clears throat> they're going to make these fallacies of why is it important when it isn't. It's only skin color and it's only facial features. If you fill out a college application or you fill out a uh, uh, mortgage application in the United Kingdom, they don't ask. And they're not a homogeneous population. At all. So, a non-homogeneous population, such as the United Kingdom, doesn't ask, why do we? Now, does the United Kingdom have other social issues? Yes, they do. 
They have an ethnic problem where they don't trust Germans or French or uh, people from India or whatever. They have totally separate ideas, but that comes from an ethnocentric aspect and not a racial aspect. So it, it's very different, but it comes along across the same lines, but it's different still. We need to start looking at it. We need to start identifying race as a non-issue. If someone starts talking about a crime that's committed, our media loves to comment on their race. Why? If the person's been apprehended, it doesn't matter. It's an action that has already occurred, and the solution has already occurred. But we still mention their race. Now, if the individual is still at large, we should probably identify their skin color, their height, their weight, their hair color, and all of that, so we can apprehend them. But we also have to remember that African Americans come in many different shades. So do white people, so do Asians, so do everybody. So we need to talk about skin tone and not race. Otherwise, very poor assumptions can be made. And we need to start talking about skin tone if we need to identify someone. But if we're just having a casual conversation, race has no place in it. We are all the same. Now, when I say that we're all the same, we are at birth. We have different socioeconomic groups in this country. And those socioeconomic groups tell you or constrain you to have certain resources available. That is a problem. But that's one of those things that's a problem largely because we try pigeonhole, pigeonholing people into these problems. And that's the issue. If we start as a society in our institutional aspects, make it a non-issue, eventually, and it's not going to happen immediately, it's not going to happen tomorrow, and I'm not going to say it's going to happen tomorrow, but our society will follow suit. We're kind of living in a backwards world right now where society follows our institutions, whereas a lot of other time periods institutions followed society, but we have to accept that what we have is what we have now. So, people are going to ask, socioeconomic, is that really that important? And yes, yes it is. A perfect example is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air has individuals of the same skin tone, but from different socioeconomic statuses. And they made a sitcom that we all laughed at because of those different socioeconomic issues. But they all had the same skin tone. Proving that our entertainment industry has already realized that skin color doesn't matter. Facial features don't matter. It's our socioeconomic backgrounds that do. It's the resources and the abilities of that, re of that socioeconomic background that make the difference. We should not be looking at skin tone. We shouldn't be looking at facial features. It makes it absolutely ludicrous. 
Another perfect point to this is Martin Luther King uh, Jr.'s speech. And there's just, just a small excerpt. And this excerpt that I want to point everyone's attention to is, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. They will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That is so prophetic. That is so meaningful. But if we keep focusing on race, if we keep bringing it up, it's never going to go away. People are going to try filling in those gaps of why is race important, when in reality it has no importance. We as a society, we need to rise above that. And one of the easiest ways to do it is by stop asking. Get it off our census forms. Get it off our mortgage forms. Get it off our uh, insurance forms. Get it off our mortgage forms. Everything. Anywhere it asks. Get rid of it. Get it off of our driver's licenses. If you need to know what our skin tone is, that's fine. Put your skin tone. I mean, it has our height, it has our weight, it has our eye color. But race is a farcical creation of man. There is only one race. It's the human race. And to divide us is to lead to our failure. Well, that's pretty much all I have to say on the subject. I hope that you agree. I hope that you found some great insight into this. If not, tell me. If you did, tell me. Thank you for watching Liberty's Lantern, week two, our conversation on race. Have a great one. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I look forward to next week when we're going to be talking about third parties and their influence on the election. Or do they? Have a great one. And this is Liberty's Lantern saying goodbye.